on the 164th episode of the Fantasy Lens Podcast. We overreact to the week one games. We discuss some players who we are genuinely concerned about. We look at the top five games of week two, and we bring you our boys of the week. Let's start the show. Fantasy Lens Week Two, a week of fantasy under our belts. And Brian, should we just get this out of the way so you don't bring it up later? But do you want to declare it the year of the tight end after, yes. after their performance? <laughs> oh my God, how glorious was that! All so many tight ends strutting their stuff. A lot of touchdowns. It was like I would say it was like right one. away too. Oh, it was right away. Touchdown Palooza immediately for tight ends. Oh yeah. Yeah, we. I, I'm pretty sure 15 minutes within the one o'clock games, uh, we all texted each other. And we're like, "Yep, that's it." <laughs> and, and it was like, yeah, baby, it's our yearly tradition after the first half of the first games. It was, and then it, it, it and it capped off with Monday night with Noah Font. I mean, look, you worried about there being too many targets there, but that dude's an athlete. Um, he's good. Like if if they if they can find targets for him, which they they better, because that guy can catch and run after the catch for sure he he kind of reminds running after the catch not he's not as good of a blocker probably uh, but running after the catch he kind of reminds me of kittle which by the way kittle is now also has a possible injury that could hamper his week two uh status but um but i mean still tight ends went nuts i mean it was like you know random tight ends you weren't expecting to score touchdowns were scoring touchdowns i mean the, the ones you were expecting, like Mark Andrews, what, scoring two touchdowns, uh, Godair having a touchdown, Ertz having a touchdown. I mean, it was just like, and like you said, it was like right off the bat early. Boom, boom, boom. Just, it was, it was fun to see. It was definitely fun. For sure. And like, with somebody like Mark Andrews, it's just a shame that they like, the Ravens are constantly taking their foot off the gas because they build these crazy leads every three, like, by the third quarter every game they're so fun to watch the ravens that that is anybody who still talks shit on the ravens i feel like just doesn't watch football and is watching is thinking about football from like eight to ten years ago of course it's like if you don't think they're the best offense or tied with the chiefs then i i just don't know what to tell you yeah i really hope um that we see them in the afc championship game like i just that would be the the best that'd be like you know like it's like a mini Super Bowl pretty much to see them play each other. Um, yeah, that would be really cool. The Titans are there; they're thorn. I mean, you always get that team that doesn't match up well with you, and the Titans just being uber ball control. You know, Titans can beat anybody because that's how they play. Like, there's no team they can't beat because anytime you have a, gr- a very good defense and a really good running back you can slow the game down and beat anybody. But I think if the Titans and Ravens played 10 times, the Ravens would win seven of them. Probably, yeah. I mean, and Derrick Henry, what, he ran, like, the ball 31 times on uh, on Monday night. The only other three carries were Ryan Tannehill, so he's obviously the – there's no one else there. Um, yeah, and he's... but our suspicions were true. Ever with all the – he's going to catch passes in the offseason didn't actually happen. They didn't throw to him. Maybe called, they threw him once. I think he had like I think he had like maybe one or two catches, something like that. I think, but, I think he had 
Uh, let, let me let me check it out. I feel like he had a target. Um, yeah, he didn't have it. He had okay three for fifteen. Sorry, sorry. Oh, he had three catches. Three for fifteen. But st- but still, uh, he's never going to be big in the receiving game. But yeah, I mean, if you're in PPR, getting four extra points from him is is nice because I think he's they're going to go for the rushing record for him. He's not going to get it. I don't think he's good enough, dynamic enough to get it, but he'll push 100, yard, 100 yards a game. I mean, that's what that's what fantasy owners want. If you can get 100 yards a game out of him and get 1,600 yards out of the season, you know, it's pretty solid. It's pretty fucking for solid. For sure. Yeah, and, and that he didn't get – he had a good game didn't get a touchdown, so. Always hurts. Always hurts to no touchdowns. Um, yeah, and that, that's not going to happen too often. Nah. All right. So, going from the proclamation of year the tight end, let's go to other week one overreactions uh, that we definitely won't regret, regret later. I'm not regretting year of the tight end. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Trubisky is going to be a top a, a QB1 this year. Okay. All right, that's, not, no, first of all, that's not a reaction. That's just dumb. That's just stupid. Well, I said overreaction. It's over. That, that's not an overreaction. That's just that's just a dumb statement. That's just that's just a terrible statement. I'm sorry. I can't. I, yeah, I can't. All right. <laughs> I can't. All right, fine. I went a little bit too hard. All right. One, all right. I can't. Back to all right. Let me let me bring you to something that's like medium. Let's 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 like turn the. Okay. Let's yeah. Let's turn the burners on to medium. Um, my midseason react. My. First game reaction on medium. Uh, just from watching that entire Cowboys-Rams game, C.D. Lamb's the best receiver on that team and will show it fantasy-wise by midseason. I mean, he, he ran crispest routes. He was open more than any of the other guys, whether that's maybe it's because of coverage, but he looked better. He looked better. Then Cooper and Gallup, who are very good receivers. I mean, we all we all said when he was drafted he was the best wide receiver in the draft. So it makes sense that he would be coming into the into week one, even with no preseason, you know, looking the way he does. I mean, he looked good. And yeah, I mean I liked him. I was only afraid because of the fact that there were three receivers, two other good receivers on that team. I was worried about the targets and the the you know just seeing the ball enough, but it's possible it's, uh, you know, he does it. You could still be worried about that. All three of them scored around 10 points. and le- or le- None of them. I don't. I think Cooper got like 12 in PPR. C.D. Lamb got like 9 and Gallup got 8. Yeah. So you kind of saw your worst nightmare for drafters of all three yeah. of them. Mm. That was like, oh, yeah, these guys are all very good. And Elliot is still there. And uh, there will be uh, touchdowns and, for them, they're going to be. No, it will that's get the better. Problem. Like, What's they, up? They, that was the problem. They just couldn't get the ball in the end zone through the air. Like, yeah, that was the problem, and, that, and that's not going to be a problem all season, I don't think. So, oh yeah, will... yardage was there for all of them, um, except for maybe Gallup, uh, but Ceedee Lamb. Pick, yeah, he the yardage was there. Let's let's check out. I think it was like three for fifty four for Gallup or something like that. I'm like. Yeah, Gallup's going to have to be able to produce on not a lot of targets. Yeah, Cooper had 81, Lamb had 59, Gallup had 50. Um, 
Cooper with 10 receptions, CeeDee Lamb with 5, Gallup with 3. So, I mean, I, I'm, Anthony and I have, have, have gone back and forth with this. And it's one game, but this is overreactions. I think, <laughs> I think Gallup is the third best receiver of those three, and it's it's gonna it's gonna show in fantasy. All right, well, I got I'll go an overreaction. I'm gonna say that no rookie running back besides Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will be in the top twenty-five in in in, rush, in, in RBs this season. I think none of them. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But I, I don't see – Akers is not going to get the ball. Swift, not getting the ball. Uh, the only one that has a shot is the heartthrob Jonathan Taylor. like that. And the only reason why he has it's, a shot is because Marlon Mack went down with a Tony Killers. It's Achilles. not even that he has a shot. He is a pure lock to be a top 15 running back. A pure lock. Unless he gets <clears> hurt. <laughs> in my opinion. And, and Unless, Naheem yes, Hines looked great. Catching the ball out of the backfield, so they're definitely going to continue to use him that way. Yeah. So um, so did Taylor. This is Eckler and Gordon all over again. Yeah. Taylor well, looked great catching the ball out of the backfield too. Don't don't um, don't diminish don't diminish Taylor and Hines to to Gordon to Gordon, please. I don't I don't want to. That's 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 that that's ruining. Sure, there. but was Gordon not a top ten running back? I know, but we don't we don't like fantasy. Gordon. We don't want to. We don't want to. No, we hate. We don't like Gordon. No, he's not a good runner. That's but that's what I'm saying. Taylor is a better runner. Um, and he looked good. And to, for you to think he won't be top twenty-five blows my mind. I'm gonna say it. I'm doing. I'm overreaction here. And uh, well, my overreaction, Jackson, is that uh, Taylor finishes top ten running back. That's crazy. Nah, it's not that crazy. But anyway, but look at the, all the <laughs> other running. Look at all the other running backs that people were drafting, like Zach Moss and, like I said, DeAndre Swift and Cam Akers. All these running backs, they weren't even seeing the ball. Like, like everyone was talking about. Oh, Carryon Johnson is gone. Like, no, it wasn't even Carryon Johnson. It was they. Now they have Adrian Peterson. He ran the ball all the time. <laughs> Adrian uh, Peterson is a thorn in every rookie running oh back. Oh my god! Uh, and then was it Mal- uh, Malcolm Brown got majority of the carries and two touchdowns for the Rams? Uh, Cam Akers barely saw the ball. Uh, well, Zach Moss had a touchdown, rookies. but he didn't really get the ball. It's Josh Allen running the damn ball. Uh, well, they are still rookies, and not every coach is. Is Andy Reid, who Andy Reid is the probably besides Bill Belichick the smartest coach in football right now, and he's just going to use his best players. He's not going to say you're young, I'm going to break you in, all that stuff. He's not. That's not his. That's not him. He's just. He's like, oh yeah, I'm going to realize who is the most talent, and those people will be playing. But I'll tell you, it's definitely it's going to be hard going for a lot of players who uh, drafted these guys as if they were going to be starters because. Many of them were like Swift and Acres for sure being drafted as starters I, on people's teams. I have a little more faith in Acres. I never had. I never jumped on the Swift uh, bandwagon. I did do Swift and Johnson in your league, just hoping that one of them would hit it. And I'm not sure which one it would be. It was Peterson. But I, I don't trust Patricia. I don't trust Patricia at all. But I think I think Akers has some value. And then I think you're missing somebody that has a lot of value. What, Dobbins? Um yeah, Dobbins is in a high powered offense. He's a bowling ball of a human. And he's seems to be their goal line back. And being a goal line back in the best offense or second best offensive football is is a lot of that's a lot of 
a value right there. I'm not. I'm not saying that I don't like these guys. Uh, I like Dobbins. I like Taylor, and I actually like Kelly on uh, the Chargers. Um, yeah, I like Kelly too. I think he's more suited to get more points at the end of the year than someone like Swift or Moss. Because sure. he's but uh, you know, I'm just look again overreaction. If it, it definitely is more, I think if you take Tom, uh, Jonathan, I want to call him Jonathan Taylor Thomas. If you take Jonathan Taylor out of that and say the rest of those ah, running backs, thank you. Then, then yeah, I think it's a little less of an overreaction, though. I think I think oh, that's right. that, that's more right. of a reaction. I think, but I'm gonna stick to my guns and I'm gonna say none of them will be top twenty-five, even though I know it's crazy and Jonathan Taylor probably will. Only because Mac right. is hurt. Long, yeah, well, that that's that's a huge only. That's that, but people were dra- but yeah. people were drafting but people were drafting Taylor as if he was the like everyone was saying oh he was already taking Max spot and he wasn't even seeing the field at all. And you even texted me. You were worried. You were like yeah. he's not even in the game. He's not even gonna see a snap. And no, no, only I, I went. Know, but this but it's also week one with no preseason, and you're talking about rookies, so. But everything coming I, out was saying that I, Taylor was the guy. When I drafted rookies, I wasn't. I look, you had to pay a little bit of a premium on guys like Taylor Swift, whatever. But I wasn't. I wasn't like all the fantasy analysis that are like instant starter, except for Hilaire. Hilaire is the only one where his team said instant yes, starter, and you can trust Andy Reid when he says that. So, except for him, I wasn't going into it thinking like these guys are going to be great in week one. I'm, I was hoping that if one of any of those rookies were my RB two, that the rest of my team was good enough to prop me up until they started starting. I just couldn't like take a premium on someone like Taylor, like in the third and but or fourth where people were getting them. Just it was just happenstance that Max tore his ACL or Achilles and he just got the rest. So I mean that's great to get him in the fifth, but there were people drafted him in the third and fourth, which is insane. But now well, it's not, now now not someone. Now it's not someone. If today, he'd go in the second. Absolutely. So. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And Acres would probably go in the ninth. <laughs> Maybe. I, I mean, it's not like Acres looks bad. I mean, just didn't get the touch. The problem is Brown is taking too many carries right now, so it's tough to. It's tough to someone to go after someone like that when they got so little work. Yeah. Right now, I, I don't know. I'm not. Much sold on career backup Malcolm Brown after one good week. That's the one that I think I think at the biggest overreaction of the fantasy crowd it, to me is Malcolm Brown. I think uh, over career backup career backup Malcolm Brown having one good week is possibly a one good week in the first. Well, you have, yeah, you have to understand that people have quick trigger fingers when it comes to someone scoring two touchdowns and making that line look really good, considering. You know, the yards per carry was, what, mediocre at best, right? So, um, I mean, I agree. I think it's crazy. I, I didn't even go after him in any leagues, or maybe one, because I had the spot. But uh, what do you think of Snell? Uh, I also don't think people remember. I think people think he's a rookie, Malcolm. I'd say, I feel like he's done this for a couple of years. Well, there was, you know, I mean, he, couple, did, this on, he, he did this on the Patriots a couple times. Yeah. And people were like, oh, Malcolm Brown, the Patriots, did you see that big game? And then he never played again. Um, and they thought that he was going to take over for Gurley. He's been in the league since 2015. Yeah, you know. This is, his, this is his sixth year. Yeah, that was a little longer than I thought it was going to be. So, like, or am I? No, wrong wrong thing. 
Wrong guy. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm an idiot. This is not a six year. No, Malcolm Brown was the Look, guy who was supposed to take over for uh, for Gurley. Like, he was supposed to be like, no, oh, I know. spell Gurley. Henderson is the younger guy, though. Malcolm Brown is still young. Oh, it's not. He's not as old as I thought. <laughs> who are you thinking of? Wrong guy. I'm trying to even think who you're thinking of. He was on. Um, he came in in 2015, I think. To the league. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. This is his sixth year. Okay. But he wasn't on the Patriots. I fucked that up. Because I, I was thinking of the... Uh... Oh, he was on the Patriots. What the fuck I'm are you so talking about, man? Right <laughs> Brian, I'm trying to, I'm trying Brian's to get losing his, his mind over here. He doesn't even have like a, uh, a where, good Wikipedia page. Where are you, to... well, why are you looking on Wikipedia? Okay, go on like. Uh... Oh my God, Wikipedia! That's where you find your sources for football players. That's where. That's where I find all my. Not like Pro Football Reference. Yeah, yeah. No, he played for. He he had a whole his whole career with the St. Louis and Los Angeles Rams. He started yeah, in 2015. Yeah, his whole career. The Patriots had a um, tackle, Malcolm Brown. That's what I was thinking. The most. The that's most. Right. That's not even closer to running back. <laughs> no, no, I know, but I, I remember the name Malcolm Brown on the Patriots, and I know that this running back has been in the league for a while. The most yards he had in the season is 255, and so he's never had a full complement of like, you know, games to like really play. Like you've you've seen we've seen very little of him to. Put and in six years to put any trust in one game where he scored two touchdowns. So that, right. that's basically. Right. Talking about Malcolm Brown? Sorry, I got the years right. Way I think too. Malcolm Brown's kind of important. He's the top waiver wire pickup this week for a lot of people. I think Benny what? Snell was higher, right? I think Benny Snell was the better pickup. Yeah, yeah I but like if Connor isn't hurt, he was then, playing with. I don't know. I I got asked um, by Thomas Malcolm Brown or or Hines, and I was. I was quick to say Hines, and he said a lot of people are telling him Brown over Hines, but hmm. I, I, I stick by I stick by Hines in a P, in PPR. Um, yeah, definitely go Hines, though. I think I think Hines and Taylor. But I, I think it's that just Eckler Gordon thing. See, I I agree with you mainly because Hines is always going to have a role in that offense. I I believe even with Taylor. Um, I don't think if Akers comes in and usurps that role from. Brown, that Brown's going to have any role in that offense. You know what I'm saying? Like, once Akers sort of steps into that role, which is very possible, it could be like week three, week four, who knows, Brown's role is gone. And then you have Henderson also coming back, and then it's going to be a very muddled, you know, backfield. I think Hind is going to have a consistent uh, passing uh, role in that offense, and he's going he's gonna to see a lot of targets. So, I, I and like you said, it's gonna it's the Eckler Gordon thing, and you have Rivers as your quarterback, so it's pretty much that. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, Hines puts up Duke Johnson four years ago type numbers this year. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Early day Duke Johnson on the Browns. Yeah, I think that's what you're looking at with Hines. I don't think he's going to be as high as Eckler. I don't think he's going to be a um, where you know. Last year with Gordon back, you were still getting 20 points a game out of Eckler. I don't think it's that. But I think it's Duke Johnson where you're going to be getting 13 points and you're going to feel good with him as your flex. I like that. I like that. So, same here. Hines over Brown. Rest right. of, rest uh, of the season. I, got, I got one more. Uh, the Falcons Falcons have the best offense in the NFC South. Wrong. <laughs> no. Yeah, 
Brady and Breeze, they looked not great. And usually they start off real strong and then slightly go down. But all three of the Falcons receivers looked good. They didn't, they didn't utilize Hayden Hurst that much. And Todd, Todd Gurley looked all right. So I'm, I'm hitching my bandwagon to the Falcons offense. Their offense I mean, only looks so good because their defense looks so bad. Down, fantasy offense? <laughs> oh, fantasy offense, yeah. Fantasy, okay. So fantasy offense, I'm not like hating on that. Agreed. I think you could make a case for every single team in this division, uh, even the Panthers. Yeah. To have the best fantasy offense. Yeah, I'll agree with you, John. Like the fa- fantasy wise, yes, it may be the best offense. I would only because, like we said, that you say there's no garbage time, but in reality, yeah, in reality, that uh, that offense, you know, he threw he threw for 450 yards because they were just constantly down, getting beat because their defense is complete uh, well, garbage. Uh, yeah, their defense is trash. Like I don't know if I, I forgot if I said it in the text around here, but they're gonna be they're gonna play in very exciting games all the time just because their offense is able to bomb it deep and their defense sucks. Yeah. So I mean, Matt like, Ryan is gonna be the top garbage pail kid this year. He's he's gonna be phenomenal. He's gonna throw yeah. for five thousand yards. Like that's a guarantee. Yeah, for sure. The guarantee no five thousand yards this year. Um, and he, and he has the weapons to do it. So. Um, you're right. Yeah, I mean, might not be a bad idea to uh, start stacking if you do like the daily fantasy. Start stacking Falcons players just down the board. <laughs> just, just do it because they're gonna be in high scoring games. So, but uh, yeah, yeah. That's, I don't think that's a big overreaction. Yeah. Any other overreactions from you guys? I have a pretty big one. Okay. All right. Here we go. Mitchell Trubisky, number one quarterback. Now. <laughs> I have a big one. Saquon Barkley. Is not a top five running back in the NFL. Oof, that is pretty big. Do you think he's overrated? You think he's I, overrated? I think he is overrated. And look, I watched the entire game. I understand the offensive line didn't give him much much space. It was like but, negative three yards before he got hit. For sure, but give me the guy who has the awareness to fall forward for two yards when it's not looking good. Over the guy that does negative, 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 zero, 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 60-yard run. Give me the guy that falls forward every single time. Give me Zeke Elliott. Give me the old... This is why I liked um, Murray so much when he was on the Cowboys. Uh, Just, like, always fell forward for three, four yards. Give me Derek Hart. Give me the guys that... That's To me, that's a running back. You don't put your team in a second and 13 hole every single drive yeah. and this isn't this this year this is all three years of his career all, the two years of his career plus this game so far he can't he cannot pick up three to four yards if you take out his i would love to go back to his stats and take out his top three carries of each game and see what his yards per carry was because i bet you it's under two <laughs> i'm serious yeah. watch, if you watch his games he cannot he's He's like Barry Sanders light, and um, I'm sorry, but Barry Sanders doesn't doesn't stack up to just like the Walter Paytons out there, and the st- like. He sure he was dazzling and the most fun to watch, but you're you're killing your offense if you cannot fall forward for a couple of y- yards when things don't look good, like line or no line. It's every, it's every game with him. He he gets zero 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 one zero negative one negative two seventy. 
And it's like that doesn't matter. So you have one good drive of the game, you're you're killing your offense. And I know as a Giants fan, this is sacrosanct to say, but I think he's overrated. I pick at least five, I pick five running backs over him if I'm starting a team. I mean, it definitely doesn't help when you're putting your offense always in like second and eleven or second and thirteen or whatever. If you, if you run the ball every every first down, which they seem they like to do. It's just it. I, I mean, I I touched it too, but you got the the Steelers' defense is going to be a top three defense again this year. So yeah, for sure. That's why it's an overreaction. Yeah, I say you have to. I, I would say I would wait a couple more games, and then I might be joining you on that bandwagon and become the anti Saquon podcast. It's not, and it's not a fantasy thing. He'll be fine in fantasy. He gets because yeah, he gets those, targets. Yeah. Um, and he also has a very big blocking problem. He's not a good blocker. No, he's he, definitely not. He that was for sure. He, seeing he misses game. a lot of blocks, and I just don't. I, I don't know. I think if I'm a GM starting a team, I'm I'm picking Derrick Henry over him. I'm picking Zeke. I'm picking Zeke ten times out of ten. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm picking McCaffrey, obviously. Kamara, obviously. That's not even a question. Uh, and then I'm even. I, I'm I'm probably gonna pick Aaron Jones. I pick Hilaire. Uh, yeah, I'd probably pick Hilaire, but you never know if Hilaire was in a different offense. No, I know. I'm picking. I'm picking Josh Jacobs. Yo, Josh um, Jacob looks ridiculous. Yeah, Josh yeah. Jacobs looks ridiculous. Um, but there's there's a lot of guys that will block. Not that Saquon's not a willing blocker; he's just not good at it. And will put their teams in second and six situations. And I rather, I just rather that for a running back. I rather you put me in second and six than break off that seventy yard run once a game. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm, I've been down on Barkley for a bit now, and I just uh, feel bad to do it as a Giants fan, but... <laughs> you didn't yeah, want to say that loud until Yeah, then. Monday night was the culmination of it, of like, come on. I know the line. I know you're getting hit in the backfield, but like, shrug it off and fall forward a yard. Like, you don't have to cut it. You don't have to try to bounce out to the outside or make a cut every time. Just see that the play is not working and charge forward for two yards. Like, you're, you're putting your team in really bad situations. There was one play I watched. Um, I watched. I didn't watch the whole game, but uh, there was one play where he was running, you know, through the, the middle, and there was a little space between, like, to the left, and he could have went there, but I'm, I'm assuming he thought maybe he couldn't get, like, a big run, so he didn't hit that hole, and he just went right into the, a, bunch, a bunch of fucking defenders. I'm like, you gave up maybe five or six yards to just fall down, you know, like right into like the pile. Like it was, it was, it was an absolute, I was like, I was baffled by what made him do that. Like it just made no, it just made no sense to me. I mean, maybe he saw something I didn't see, but it just, it just didn't look, uh-huh. it, it was a very, very baffling run. You know, as a, he's, as a Saquon owner, I was very annoyed at that one play. He's for probably the, the most gifted athlete in the entire league. But I just don't think he has good vision as a running back. I think he, I think his athletic ability is is hands down number one of any football player in the league. And I just don't think his vision is very, very good. Um, prove me wrong, Saquon. I don't know. You're not listening to this. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> we'll tag. Um, I have something that you mentioned. Um, that's not over. I guess it is a reaction, but you mentioned it, and you. I think you, once you said it, it really made sense, Brian. Um, that Rivers has turned the Colts into the Chargers. 
Oh my god, it's an exact carbon yeah. copy. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, you play a team that you should fucking destroy. They have no defense. They gave away their entire defense. They have Minshew as their quarterback with, and they just gave away their number one running back. They're playing with backups upon backups. Um, and you find a way to lose by seven. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, that that, that sounds exactly like the Chargers, right? Mm-hmm. Find a way to lose to bad teams. It, it's just, it, it's absolutely baffling. It's very upsetting. And it looked good to start. I mean, they started off strong, like the Chargers would, and then they just faded away. And they couldn't, you know... They, they couldn't put him away, and then they let him get back into it, and then, what, turn over, and that's it. So the Colts, as much as I love them, thank God I didn't bet on them to win the, uh, the AFC South. Yeah, wait, yeah. Weren't you the one that was banging the drum all Of course, all absolutely. But I'm, I'm worried about what Phillip Rivers is going to do to them. And I love Phillip Rivers, and I hope, look, I hope Not he has a great Phillip season. Not even Phillip Rivers do to him, just his aura does to that team. That's what I'm saying. It's the aura. It's, the, it's what happens. So I'm worried that they're going to, they're not, then. <sighs> And the- yeah, he's cursed. It was kind of like uh, watching that Redskins game. Like they they lifted the curse of the Indian burial ground they were over by changing <laughs> to, by getting rid of the Redskins name. And uh, I think Rivers has a kind of poltergeist following him, where it's not like you can't get rid of it because you change houses. We've all seen horror movies. If you have a poltergeist, it follows it's you. Following you, buddy. It's on you. Yep. Like you, if you can't just change your house. So uh, I'm sorry, Colts. You got the poltergeist. Yeah, I mean, look, you're gonna lose by missed kicks. You're gonna lose by weird interceptions and fumbles. You're gonna. It's gonna. And be you bad. know what? The the Chargers they got rid of it. They won on a miss a really bad missed kick. That would that would have been the Chargers losing on a really bad missed kick at the end of regulation. Maybe. Now that Philip Rivers is off the team, they win. Yeah, they got they exercised their demon. It's weird. Imagine them going to the playoffs. Imagine the Chargers going to the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor as their quarterback, and they just couldn't. They couldn't put it together with Philip Rivers. Like it would just be fucking ridiculous. Like that would prove it. That would prove that there is is a is a curse against Philip Rivers. Has to. Has to. I feel so bad. Um, I have another. I don't even think it's an overreaction, but I think that uh, I'm gonna say that we just talked about it before. Josh Jacobs is gonna be. The number one running back in all of football in fantasy. I like that was Whoa. on my list. That was on my list, so I can I can cross it off. I like it. He is gonna beat out McCaffrey. He's gonna beat out Kamara. He's gonna beat out Elliott. He's gonna beat them all out. He's gonna be the number one running back in fantasy this year. He looks so good on a team that I mean they looked okay. Just put up thirty four points versus you know not a great Panthers team, but you know what? Look, putting up thirty four points. I like I like Josh Jacobs. I'll, he just he looks like a like a complete running back. I was so my overreaction for him was he is going to play himself into Ezekiel into Elliott territory where he gets drafted in the top three to four every year, but you're just not sure you want to take the one or two on him because of the pass catching. Um, not that he's not a good pass he, he caught a lot of passes last game, uh, but there's always going to be like. McCaffrey is always going to get ahead of him, but that was my overreaction. Is next year we will be thinking of him like Elliot, where it's going to be, yeah, well, yeah, of course, Josh Jacobs for sure. Yeah. Put him in the top five. 
Yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely right. Um, any other overreactions for week one? I mean... Well, I mean, we can kind of transition to guys that we're worried about after week one. And I am very, very worried about Austin Eckler. Not only because he only got one target for one catch for one yard or three yards or whatever, but Anthony Lynn didn't really seem too concerned about it. He didn't really care that they weren't getting their best running back a lot of uh, touches out in the open field when he had like 95 catches last year. So I'm, I'm a little bit worried about our boy. I am too, and it's unfortunate. He looked good as a running back, but uh, if he doesn't, if he doesn't have the passing value, then he doesn't have the same. Then he's not a first or second round player. He's uh, fourth to fifth round player, yeah. and you drafted him in the second. So uh, if he, if they're not gonna look, it's hard to it's hard to be a fantasy player on Tyrod Taylor's team. It's always been the case. And so as long as Tyrod Taylor is a starter, it's hard. It's hard to be a top fantasy player. And even last year, he was getting goal line carries, and now with Kelly there, um, that's all but gone. Uh, he's not going to get a lot of those goal line carries anymore. Um, you know, obviously Melvin Gordon was out for most of the year uh, last year, and he, that's when he was getting those goal line carries. But once another running back can step in, um, like Kelly, I think you know that's going to hurt his value as well. Um, yeah, it's it sucks, but look, I I still have faith. He's our boy. I'm not gonna lose faith after one week on our, on uh, on Eckler. Not just yet. Can't do it. Can't do Again, it. he looked good as a running back, so it's not like he put in some poor performance where he rushed for six yards on fifteen carries. Uh, if that's a specific number, it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, he looked good as a running back, uh, but it, I. I'm I'm worried about his top two round potential. Not worried about him being good. I'm worried about him being a top two round guy. Yeah, agreed. Like he's he's good, but yes, I, he I think he was he ended up being drafted way too high in leagues, and you know that happens. So, who do you have, Brian? What are you worried about, or who are you worried about? Um, I I mean. Oh, we're doing worried now. Okay, that's what uh, I thought. Brian, uh, John, transition. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm really worried about Chubb owners. Uh, anybody with a Chubb right now? Um, yeah, less, yeah, less, less, less than half. Yeah, your Chubb is definitely getting a little softer right now. Um, again, good, good running back on a bad team. Obviously, they I think their game script is going to lean more towards running. Because they were successful at running in this Ravens game. If there's one thing they did well, it was run the ball. Um, so he's going to get his yards, but uh, he's just not involved in the up-tempo script. So you're you're hoping that Cleveland doesn't fall behind like this in too many games. Which I mean, they're not going to play Baltimore every week. It will get better for Chubb, but it you can see the ceiling, and it's not that high. Like it's. He's going to be good. I think he has a high floor, but with Hunt, the ceiling, if you were hoping for a first-round ceiling out of him, that's not the case. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. They they really like Kareem Hunt there, too. So. Um, yeah, I mean, when they got behind, they didn't even play Chubb anymore. Yeah, well, Hunt, is they, they consider him, you know, he's the pass-catching back. So, um, and, we, you know, we all, we all forget that Kareem Hunt was – you know, a top, what, round one running back uh, being drafted before all the shit went down. He got, you know, 
uh, released by the the Chiefs. So it's it, it you know may, maybe that they just end up leaning towards Hunt and Chubb ends up somewhere else. Who knows? I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's a very strange situation for such a good running another good running back in Nick Chubb. You know, like it's a bad situation right now for him. Uh, again, what are you gonna do? There's a player that I'm worried about, though, uh, and I said it, um, that he was going to be a, a stud who would be a dud in week one. That's Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. One catch for two yards at the end of the fucking game. I was really hoping he had no catches, just to prove that the last game he played versus them also had no catches. Like, I just doesn't, I don't think he fits with Brady. I, I don't think he fits in that offense with him. And, uh, and obviously, Godwin was getting looks. I mean, look, it's, him and Lattimore have a very um, shaky past with each other. Um, they always get into it. But I just, I don't see him fitting in with Brady. And he has another receiver that he likes now. That's more his speed. Um, in, uh, what, Scotty Miller? So that's uh, more, he's more of the, the the Patriots type, the the Edelman type, shifty. The well, the Welker, the El- Edelman, exactly. Yeah. So I see. I just, he, can we confirm that he used to play lacrosse? <laughs> uh, actually, I'm not sure. I heard he was a coach's son, though. <laughs> so I'm I'm worried about Mike Evans. I am. I mean, again, only one game. We only have one game to go off of, but one catch for two yards. It was a touchdown, but if you didn't if you didn't hold that in, it was no catches. That was it. No catches. So, um, yeah, Mike Evans. So, so let's <laughs> wait, wait, wait. If you didn't, if you didn't catch any balls, you would have had no catches. Okay. That that's Booger McFarlane uh, <laughs> stuff right there. Good analysis. It's good analysis. You can't you can't win the game if you don't win the game. You know. Um, he two things going for him. Injured. So you're hoping he gets better coming off that. And Arians loves him. Bruce Arians loves him, always talks about him. So he's not going to get written out. The biggest thing against him is that Tom Brady isn't going to throw many deep balls. And he is their primary deep receiver. I agree with you. Again, we're talking about a guy who's drafted in the top two rounds. I, I I wasn't even thinking. He wasn't on the draft radar. He would have had to fall into the fifth for me to take him. And obviously that was never going to happen. I did not have him on any draft radar. Well, well, here's the deal. Like, we know Mike Evans is a good receiver, but he was a volume guy. And we all know this because Jameis Winston loved throwing it to him. Brady doesn't throw to a guy who's not open. Brady will throw it to the guy who he thinks is going to have the best shot of catching the fucking ball. So Evans is going to lose. He doesn't throw jump balls. He's going to lose a lot of targets because if, if you're not getting open, you're not getting the fucking ball. So you're going to have guys like Godwin who's going to get open or Miller or even Grant, whoever. Whoever the fuck is open, that's who he's throwing it to. If it's O.J. Howard, yeah. O.J. Howard's getting the ball. You're not going to get the 15 targets. You're not. He, there's no way. I guarantee you that Mike Evans has 30% less of targets than he had last year. Like dropping 30% easily because that's just not how Brady plays. He's not just going to force the ball to you. Um just to get it to you. So that that's another thing that really hurts Mike Evans. Yeah. yeah. Also, Gr- yeah, Gronk yeah. was like, Sorry, well, go. Go uh, I was going to say, like, Gronk was just like, bleh, that during that game, too. 
Yeah, well, we said this about Gronk, right? He's going to be a touchdown or bust guy. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you're just hoping he gets more touchdowns. And they're not going to. This is the same thing with Cleveland. They're not going to play the the um, Saints every week. The Saints are, are a Super Bowl contender. That, yeah. What do they play? The uh, the Panthers this week, right? I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Panthers defense looks pitiful. Like they just gave up 34 points to the the Raiders. I have a feeling that the Bucks are going to come out after this past week, and they're going to fucking light them on fire. Like, it's absolutely going to be ridiculous. And hopefully Godwin's okay. Apparently he's getting concussion uh, protocol. protocol. Symptoms yep. started showing on Wednesday. Hopefully he's okay. But uh, if not, I mean, you can see a big dose of Gronkowski, a big dose of uh, uh, Cross player Scotty Miller, and, um, you know, and probably a good running game because the Panthers' running, uh, run defense is dreadful. So... If you got your Ronald Joneses, uh, might be a good uh, daily fantasy play for Ronald Jones this week. Throwing out there. Okay. Yeah, no, right. Evans is a good take. All right. A- anyone else? Where you want to uh, go to week two games? I'll I'll do I'll do one more. I had a couple. I had Wentz and Mark Ingram left, but uh, I will. Uh, I'll put it down to Mark Ingram because Wentz is still going to get volume, so. I'm not as I'm more worried for the for Eagles fans than I am for Wentz's uh, fantasy. So Mark Ingram. Um, Are you though? I'm worried about Mark Ingram because I just don't. He just doesn't. He's not going to have too much touchdown potential like he did last year with J.K. Dobbins in there. Um, you're taking Mark Ingram's year, which is a top 25 running back last year, not the top of the not the cream of the crop but still very serviceable as an RB2, and you're kind of taking away half of his touchdowns, and that gives you more of a, a middling flex player. So that's my short on Mark Ingram. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I agree. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins, definitely the, a lot better competition than anything he had to deal with last year. I was, I was definitely saying that pre-draft, which is why it, always, it was shocking me when people were drafting Mark Ingram so high. I just, I, I was worried that, you know, not only did he, you know, you get a lot of carries and touchdowns from Lamar Jackson. Now you just have a, like I said, like a bowling ball of Dobbins who's just going to take away goal line carries and not just goal line carries, but just, you know, carries in general from Mark Ingram. So that's all I got. Okay. All right. Let's go to uh, some week two games. Uh, either top, you know, just. The best games or games that have an interesting matchup that we will want to talk about. Uh, first one is the Falcons at the Cowboys. The Cowboys had a tough time against the Rams defense. Their offense, the Cowboys offensive line got just dominated by Aaron Donald. I mean, I know he does that to a lot of people, but are you like would you be worried if you were a Cowboys fan about that offensive line? No Travis Frederick, they lost a you know, a couple other guys. Not as strong as it has been in the years past. If it was not the Falcons, I'd be more concerned. Uh, yeah. I don't. Be, I'm not concerned with anything the Falcons have to to, to, to throw at you on defense right now. So um, this week, yeah, I, this week, yeah. no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not too too concerned. I mean, Elliott still got his four and a half yards of carry. Yeah. Uh, so that I mean, it's not like they were getting stuffed and out, man. But you're right. It's 
So you're, I think the concern is more you're going from a top three line to a top ten. You know what I'm saying? Where it's, it's instead of Dak has the most time he could possibly want back there. He could do his taxes and, you know, chop onions <laughs> in the pocket. He uh, he's not going to be able to do as much of taxes and onions this year. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think more of like a top three line to a top ten. But it's not it's not some kind of disaster. It, it's definitely not a taxes and onion type season uh, for for Dak <laughs> this year. Um, we're going to coin that apparently. Um, <laughs> I'm more con- I'm, I'm more concerned with uh, uh, Van Der Esch, uh on the defensive side being da- uh, going down. Uh, that. Is gonna hurt. Well, yeah. That. Also, I mean, Sean Lee got hurt too. So. Yeah, yeah, every, for, yeah, for yeah, it was the same thing as late. Yeah, Sean Lee always year. gets hurt, so we don't even have to worry about like we knew Sean Lee was getting hurt. It was just a matter of time. It was really early on, so it was. Yeah, but Vander Esch is Sean Lee. He's this just, is this yeah, is it. This he's is, a new Sean Lee. I know. The, he's the Sean Lee. He's the the linebacker that every year was the uh, the code to unlock the Cowboys defense. Who would weirdly get injured in the first or second week? And, um, and now it's Van Drash. Now he's the new code of the middle of the defense always, who gets injured. Always listed as would be the best middle, uh, best linebacker in the league if he could stay healthy. Like, yeah, that was always Sean Lee. Like <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, I mean that just hurts. I mean, on, and now you're going against what John also said will be the best fantasy uh, t- uh, offense in the league. Um, that's not good for them. So uh, I think that's the that's the biggest downfall of this game. And I honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's gonna be a shootout, shootout of the week, maybe. <laughs> and, um, wow, I completely forgot about that. And um, I'm gonna go. I think the Falcons are gonna win this game. I think it's gonna be thirty. Wow. Four to twenty-eight. Falcons. Yeah, Cowboys are like one and seven in their last one possession game. So, yeah, so I'm going 34-28. Falcons going to take this. By the way, I think the Falcons are the underdog in uh, in the bet in betting. So uh, you know that's a good you know add to a parlay. You add them with the uh, couple other things. Get a nice uh, nice little bet going. Yeah, you stir up a nice little bet there. I'm not. I don't share your confidence in the Falcons winning, but I do love your shootout of the week. Uh, I got a different. And pegged for it if we're gonna do it, uh, but this would be my second. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a get-right game for both Cowboys. Well, this is a get-right game for your Cowboys fantasy players. Yeah. Um, I know Cooper and Elliott had a good game, but I think Gallup and CD Lamb uh, pick it up some more. Uh, maybe Tony Pollard gets in on the action, and then the Falcons. Ridley is probably gonna pick up right where he left off. Uh, maybe Hayden Hurst punches it in. Yeah, I like I like this game for fantasy purposes for sure. Good first pick, John. Yeah, and if okay. you're not, if you're doing daily fantasy, just riddle riddle your team with the with these players because you're bound to get points. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely yeah, definitely gonna be a high scoring fun game. Um, also, I, mean, I mentioned it before, but the Rams uniforms, the the gray ones, they confuse me. I don't, I don't, I'm not I'm not sure if I like them. But I didn't like them. Let's go. I didn't like them. Yeah, that's a weird, weird color. All right, let's go into uh, Jaguars at the Titans. Uh, this, this, this is, is what you picked. Why'd Minshew. you pick? Why'd you pick this one? I'm surprised. Uh, well, it's just like family <laughs> talk about Minshew. Like <laughs> this is like, a really weird one to pick. Uh, I don't know what the classic AFC South battle. That's usually on Thursday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the run 
the run battle with decent. Well, the Jaguars don't really have a defense, but no, go on, no, John, go on. Okay, take it home. Well, it home. is this the 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 Jaguars just get completely exposed against like a real good against a real good defense, and like they just come crashing back to earth? And Minshew throws like three interceptions. I don't and, think like, Minshew's a big interceptions guy, but. He's right. uh, he's a I can't I he's not going to throw over two hundred yards guy I, in my opinion. he's he kind of reminds me of Tyrod. I was going to say that he reminds you of Tyrod. <laughs> yeah, because he doesn't throw interceptions and he just he's very like he takes care of the ball. Yeah, yeah, and he could scramble around a little, and uh, he's not great for fantasy purposes. Besides, I guess Chark, um, and he'll do he'll have a one hundred seventy five yard line. But two touchdowns, and you're like, oh, he kind of had a pretty good game, kept his team in it, or he won. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about this game. I mean, the Jaguars have a pretty pitiful defense. I don't think they were exposed enough by the Colts on defense. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure this is a, a down to earth, like bring, bring them back down to earth type game for the Jaguars, where Tennessee is just gonna ball control them with Derrick Henry, probably. This is a game where I can see Derrick Henry going for like one fifty and two touchdowns, and the defense just oh, yeah. the defense just overwhelming the Jaguars' offensive line and wreaking havoc. If there's something that Minshew's going to do, it's not going to be the throwing interceptions. It's probably going to be uh, like fumble losses. Like that's probably what's going to that that's what's going to hurt him. I guarantee you, he at least fumbles the ball twice, loses one, and the Titans should take this game handily. Um, like. 24 to 10 maybe and uh i i, I see a lot of if you if you're looking for a good defense this week the titans defense if it's still available yeah. um also want to talk about young receivers in this game uh aj brown didn't really do anything uh versus uh on what first the broncos wasn't he hurt and was he hurt did he get hurt i thought he was hurt prior to the game oh i don't know he played yeah, but he was playing hurt. I'm pretty sure. If he was, yeah, like I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even, I would throw that game out for AJ Brown, uh, playing hurt. And throw it out for Corey Davis too. I mean, I know, I know. Um, I think what's his name, fucking Matt uh, Matthew Berry, kind of talked up Davis a little, but I mean, unless he's the one in a hundred Devonte Parker who decides to yeah. have his best year as his fifth year. Why would you trust? Corey I saw Davis? that. I saw that post too today. Actually, like, could he be the next I mean, Devonte Parker? Yeah, we've long been on the record that we're an anti Corey Davis and anti Matthew Barry podcast. So, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I like Matthew Barry, but <laughs> I got you. Matthew Barry. Um, I mean, he kind of does what what we do. Obviously, he just makes so many takes that. Some are bound some, to be terrible, yeah. and some are bound to stick. But I respect him. I mean, he brought fantasy football. Yeah. He brought relevancy to it. Exactly. I, I mean, I love Matthew Barry, but this I don't like this take of his. I agree, right, uh, I agree so, on all of that. Oh. Sorry, I just want to say I agree. Uh, we're getting some uh, live Twitter questions. Just some guy replying to us on Twitter. Uh, Darius Lane or Manny Sanders? Ooh. Like, just for the, this game? Yeah, this or, week or season. Or yeah, for this game. Who are the Giants even playing? The Bears. Ooh. I'm going. I'm Saints going play? Sanders, man, versus the Raiders. No, ah. no, possibly no Michael Thomas. He's gonna see a shit ton of targets. 
Yeah, yeah. it's definitely no Michael Thomas. Uh, you know, I'm more of a Jared Cook guy this game <laughs> until I see that uh, Breeze knows how to throw the ball still. Uh, <laughs> I'm going Slayton just because, you know, 100, uh, over 100 yards, two touchdowns. I'm going with production over uh, just game scripts. I know Raiders much easier defense. Michael Thomas is out. But uh, I'm going with the what I saw. I'm, I'm going Slayton. I'm going to say you probably can't go wrong with either. And Daniel Jones seems to love Slayton. And Slayton looks really good. So I'm not saying anything against that. But I think you're going to have, you're going to have a good game regardless, in my opinion. So I, I like him. Good both decision. Good, good uh, problem to have. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and Daniel Jones does throw a very nice football. He is. Yeah. It is nice. It looks I, good. Uh, Against the against the tough Steelers defense, he he made some real real nice throws. Yeah, two mistakes. I mean, two mistakes were between him and an upset of a top five team, most likely a top five team in the league. So, you can't be too disappointed with how he played. Um, he still had over twenty fantasy points. That's nice. He uses legs, um, and he loves Slayton. So I, I like Slayton too. Right. So we're divided, but like I said, I think you're good either way. Flip a coin. Okay. Um, my next one's a little, I guess a little bit of a strange one. Uh, the Washington football team at the Cardinals. Uh, Washington with the, uh, their defense is just amazing. It, it looks like that's going to be like one of the, it's an up and coming defense for the next few years. It's going to be just that front seven is and they're all young yeah if they can keep it together and they can all stay healthy that's going to be uh a crazy defense but kyler murray also just made bill o'brien look dumb again by throwing to deandre hawkins like 20 times for like 15 catches and like 180 yards or whatever it was Look, right, you bring so, him. You bring so him right in, right? Now, <laughs> Come on, you bring him in. So right now, right now, Anthony's Kyler Murray MVP doesn't look too bad, and Cardinals division winner doesn't look too bad. I'm gonna pour some water on his um his hard chub right now, mm. and say the San Francisco 49ers for anyone who's not in the know have struggled struggled all last year with mobile quarterbacks. This is known. Uh, this is a thing that's it, out there. It is known, yeah. I still really love Kyler. Um, you know, having DeAndre Hopkins on your team, you have to feel amazing. Um, there's nothing that's going to put me down about him. He's going to be great all season. I still love Kyler, but, but uh, I think everybody's saying, like, oh, this is insanely impressive that they beat the 49ers, and the 49ers are still a very good team, but that is their kryptonite. You went into the game knowing that. So um, the people that thought that he was just going to get stomped out by the 49ers, uh, you didn't pay too much attention to last year. This is going to be a harder matchup for him, uh, having this front line, and then their offensive line is still not amazing. They did get better. Still not amazing. Uh, so he puts up big numbers this year, and I'm starting to jump on Anthony's bandwagon. There I mean, this game. Sorry. There it is. I'm just saying, look, and to my point, I, I, I said last week that last year he had two great games versus the 49ers, so this shouldn't have come as a surprise to people. 
that he was going to have a decent game with a far superior wide receiver at his disposal now. So I just I just didn't I, I just didn't see why people weren't understanding it. Um, who are the Cardinals playing this week? Because I, I think uh, they Washington. Play, Washington is right. We just talking about it. I I honestly just think that, like, look he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of pressure on him because you said the front seven of Washington looks good, but they are suspect at, at, at in the secondary. And if he can get the ball out, it's gonna be a very long day for Washington. So I like Ron Rivera. I like what he's doing. I should have never went against him week one. Versus with the Eagles. Um, yeah, you got the exorcism, and you got like him coming out I, I you know, as battling cancer and everything. Yeah, yeah you don't go past. Should the, should not have. I, I cancer storyline. I, I regret that. Um, that was a bad call. But uh, I think that the Cardinals are going to come out. And they're going to they're going to take this game again. And uh, I, I I don't think Drake is going to have a great game. But yeah, I, I mean, last week. I I think. I don't think he's having a great game this this week, but I really like Hopkins and I really like Murray this week a lot again. But again, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna say that every week. So, look with all the pressure on Wentz um, from the Washington football team, uh, he still had plenty of guys streaking down the field. Jackson and Rager were constant, and he was missing them. He didn't look good. Um, whether it was happy feet because of all the pressure, who knows? But uh, or that line just being decimated of the Eagles, he did have people open. So you're right. the The secondary of this team isn't isn't the best. And um, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a quarterback that is playing a team with an extremely frightening pass rush and a bad secondary, you might as well be a very mobile quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I, I'm excited to watch this game. Uh, I'm I'm excited to watch all the games that Murray plays this season, but I'm also excited to see and, what, I'm also excited to see what Washington's gonna do because I would say yeah anyone in Washington that like are we giving any credence to like Antonio Gibson any of like any of their guys I mean besides Terry obviously I I still don't start anybody but Terry yeah the really, the, even with the Chargers like historically like the past couple of years have been really shitty was, rush defense did you say Chargers. Sorry. What? No, uh, Cardinals. Cardinals. I just don't trust. I don't trust the running back situation there. Was it? Uh, did Peyton Barber have? Peyton the- yeah, Barber outrushed him, but he he averaged like two yards a carry, but got a couple touchdowns. Yeah, Antonio Gibson had more rushing yards than Peyton Barber, but Barber had the touchdown and he had a bunch of carries that did nothing with. So like, I don't yeah. trust that. I don't trust that rushing. I, Scary Terry is the only one I trust on that team right now. Okay, fair enough. Uh, all right, let's go on to uh, the team that traded away DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Ravens at the Texans. Another like Texans started off the the uh, the year with just a killer schedule. They're two toughest teams in the league, basically. Mm-hmm. Get them out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, getting them out of the way. Um, I mean, if the, te- if the the Texans would have scored just seven points if they didn't get two garbage uh, fourth quarter kind of pretty much garbage time touchdowns. Are we worried about that offense? I mean, Will Will Fuller had like forty percent of the air yards attempted, uh, so it looks like he's stepping into that DeAndre Hopkins role real easily. Yeah, and, and he and they missed Hopkins missed a very easy touchdown for him by throwing it behind him, and he dropped a twenty-five yard pass. So, 
what was a 20 point fantasy day could have easily been a 30 point fantasy oh, day. Yeah. Um, so, but this has always been the case with Fuller, right? And now he has even more targets if he stays healthy, yeah. type of thing. Yeah, the, he's a wide receiver one if he stays healthy. I'm fully convinced. Um, but probably not this game because Marlon Humphreys is an extremely good football player. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I mean, I was I was saying that last week that that was the reason why I um I wasn't a fan of uh, Beckham, and well, there's now more reasons why I'm not a fan of Beckham. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I see. <laughs> not bad. But uh, uh, yeah, no, this is gonna be a tough game for Fuller. It's gonna be a tough game for the Texans all around. I am. You gotta hope for garbage time because I, I don't think the Ravens are going to allow much. And Cooks look like not much in that offense. Randall Cooks, Cobb, didn't, pl- Cooks didn't play a lot until the fourth quarter. And then Stills was out. Stills was out snapping. Him. And he wasn't doing. He anything was injured. Either. He didn't have any preseason. That's true. true. So you gotta take that into account. He and, had the quad injury the entire offseason. And they thought maybe Randall Cobb. You know, they signed him. He caught what one pass maybe. Uh, the entire game in the fourth quarter. Uh, it's the running. They 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 forced David Johnson to make sure that he he got a touchdown to justify the trade. Um, mm-hmm. It was a pretty run. It was nice. That was a nice run. Duke Johnson is now hurt. I don't know what uh, his situation is. I haven't looked it up. I don't know if he's going to be playing. So I just don't like. Look, Ravens are another team. I'm just, I, I mean, I'm taking them in this week in uh in DraftKings. So. Okay, well, if you are in a league and somebody drops Brandon Cooks after this week, I say pick him up because you're coming off of the quad injury where he wasn't, he was very, he's a game time decision and he got absolutely no preseason. And he's a new player to the team. So yeah. it's pretty much like coming fresh off a trade and stepping right into a game. And then he gets the best, one of the best defenses in football. So. I don't give up on Brandon Cooks. Um, I don't give up on it. I don't give up on the. Te- I'm not giving up on the Texans' offense. I've, look, we could all say there'd be better with Hopkins. That's an easy thing to say. It was the stupidest trade. Bill O'Brien deserves to be fired as a GM and coach because of it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they have a. I don't think it automatically means that they have a bad offense now. No, no, not at all. Um, not I at do all. have one question. I do have one question for this game. If you well, were going to bench one person. And it could be zero of these guys. Would you rather bench Watson or Fuller? Ugh. Who has the higher upside in this game? See, that's always tough when, like, if I have a stack, I want, like, I'm keeping that stack together pretty much for every game they play or benching them for the same game. The real Just game. because, like... But just if because, you don't like, have a stack. Uh... Like pass. who are you? Like, do you think that there's better options than Watson against the Ravens, or better option than Fuller against the Ravens? Because well, I'm kind of thinking it's harder thinking, to play Watson. If if you have Watson though, one did you draft another quarterback? Well, I would say a lot of teams may not have drafted another quarterback if you had Watson. So now you're looking at the now you're looking at the <laughs> waiver wire or the free agency to see who's available. I mean, what what's available? What Haskins? Fitzpatrick, um, maybe Goff would be available. Like uh, that's who I was. My mind was going to Goff so against like, the Eagles. Um. So like that might. I think I might do something like that. 
But God. And you could also just be like, Hofer won Garber touchdown, and Fuller has his day made. Well, we know. Yeah, Goff Garoppolo against the Jets. Uh, something like that. Because I think Fuller is going to get 15 targets, and it's not going to be pretty. But I think Fuller is going to have like a 7 for 70 type game, maybe with no touchdowns. I don't think Fuller is going to have a pretty game. But um, it's just that there's. It's harder to find wide receiver starters than quarterback starters. Well, here's the deal. This is what happened. This is what's going to happen with Watson. I'll tell you right now because this is what always happens with Watson in a game where they're down. He'll have five or six fantasy points going into the fourth quarter, and then he'll drive his team down to get the two touchdowns that he needs to get him to like twenty points, and then you'll be happy with that. Like that's what's going to happen with Watson. Okay. Yeah. So you you um eased my mind that I, I I agree that is his whole career he has done that so I shouldn't question Watson. Yeah. So you'll worry for three quarters just just yeah. know that. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tight tight butthole three quarters. Though. Is that? <laughs> you'll pull it out. Yeah, right, I mean hopefully if it's not too tight, but um, all right. And then Ravens, I mean, I don't know. I mean. We're guys. I mean, look, you're, you're starting Marquise yeah, Brown. I, I, you're starting I start all of them. Da- I mean, look, you could start Dobbins. You could probably start Ingram. I mean, at this point, honestly, do, is there is there a time limit on how much longer you can start Ingram? Do you think before Dobbins just completely takes over, or is that offense just so good that you just like you can just be okay, whatever? You, they're all going to get points. Ingram is just slowly morphing into Ingram, where he is on every team he goes, where he's a uh, overqualified. Second running back. Well, you think you think it's gonna be like the Kamara Ingram situation? Like I think that could that could work. Not as high powered as that. Oh my god! Well, no, In- yeah, Ingram as the second running back on the Saints was like like RB like eighteen, and he wasn't even like really the second he running back. He was one. Back, he yeah. was one A one B. I mean, it was not really. Yeah. It wasn't oh yeah, really. it wasn't like like I think I think Ingram here has a chance of falling further. Just because of age, and now, like they have a stud rookie running back and Lamar Jackson, who's going to be like even better. Look, wherever you've drafted Mark Ingram, you've probably drafted him high enough, but you're probably going to have to play him this week. So unless you have a real good option, if you have Dobbins, if you have Dobbins and Ingram, I think I might play Dobbins over Ingram. But if you don't, if you drafted Ingram and you don't have that backup. I would still play Ingram this week, and, and I would see I would roll. I'm saying, Mike, I would say, yeah. Like it's it's funny because neither of them have. I know, I know Ingram can catch the ball. He's been good at his whole career, but I feel like in the Raven, the Ravens' offense runs a shit ton, and neither of them have too much pass catching upside. So you're trying to pick who's the who's the guy getting the touchdown. And last year it was Ingram. Yeah, look, I think Ingram can catch. Ingram doesn't have the best pass catching ability. Ingram's great but, at catching the ball. I just am not sure that's it. the Ravens. That's not their style. Yeah. Um, look, this week I'm still sticking with both of them. But if I had to pick, like, if I obviously if I had Ingram or Dobbins, I'd play him. But if I had Ingram and Dobbins, I think I'm playing Dobbins over Ingram. That's just that's just okay. how I feel. Are we playing? Uh... I mean, obviously playing Mark Andrews about Hollywood Brown. Yeah. Dude, yeah. over 100 yards last week. Oh, shit. Okay. 
Cool. Like he only he only had a he only was like down last year in his rookie season because he got hurt. He was playing hobbled. So I I like Hollywood Brown this year. I like everything about the Ravens this year. Okay. Um, all right, on to the last game before uh, we get too long in this episode. Let's go to the Patriots at Seahawks. Uh, Cam Newton did what we said that he would do. He was just dominated short yardage and goal line situations for the Patriots and score, you know, the two and four yard touchdowns for the Patriots all game. And they're going to be good again. And probably make the playoffs and go on a deep run and just be like douchebags to everyone. I mean, look, they have no real running game. Uh, what did Sony mm-hmm. Mich- I think Sony Michelle did score a touchdown. Um, but, you know, whatever. It's garbage. Uh, there's no real running back right now that you could be playing on that team. Uh, the wide receivers, Pete, what, how many yards did Cam Newton throw for? Under 200? Yeah, uh, not I'm not. I'm not sold yet. I mean, look, it was versus Miami, a team that we know is not that great or good. And quarterbacks put up big points against Miami. So he <laughs> he didn't put up a lot of passing yards. He put up like 75 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Like, yeah, that's like old school Cam. But I just I'm not sold on that offense yet. Uh, I want to see a real good test. And are the Seahawks a great test? Maybe. Um, I mean, if you they looked like it's it, a but... way better test than the fucking Dolphins. So I would be interested to see what they could do because they have a solid secondary, even though they gave up 450 yards. Um, that was a lot of bullshit. Um, I would like to see what Cam Newton can do versus um, the Seahawks. There's no. I'm not playing any. I'm not trusting any. Patriots player besides him though this week like I'd play him I'd play Cam Newton obviously he looks 100% play Cam Newton but you're not I'm, you're not I don't even trust Edelman I don't trust Enkil Harry I don't or Henry I don't trust Tony Michelle I don't trust James White right now uh, until I see that offense sort of morph a little more around Cam Newton he's the only one I trust in that offense on the flip side it's gonna be tough sledding with your fantasy players against the Patriots, and it's not even so much that good defense, because we all know that, uh, I mean, I think Gilmore's the best uh, defensive back in the NFL, and it's not even so much that. It's like that old Patriots model of they're going to ball control the fuck out of you and just try yeah. to control the time of possession. And it's going to be, infer- if you're like watching them on red zone, and you have Seahawks in this game or any fantasy players, it's going to be infuriating because it's going to be like, wait, uh, it's already, it's only six minutes left in the quarter and there's been yeah. one drive? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's going to uh, be the ghost game on on uh, Red Zone. Like, like, oh shit, I remember this game's going on. <laughs> it hasn't been on in forever. Yeah, so that that's going to be my main concern with people playing the Patriots is the style of offense they're running, which is a lot of design quarterback runs that net four to five yards. It's good. They're going to get a lot of first downs, and it's going to take. There's going to be long drives. So, so all right. So, how do you feel about um, specific players from the Seahawks? Then, like, um, you kind of can't not play any of them. 
So, so you're still sticking with Metcalf, Lockett, Carson, and Wilson, right? Like those are the those are the, the four. Core for, yeah, because yeah. because you came you out, yeah, you came out of the first week with those all being they all had phenomenal weeks. So you can't just turn your back on them now. But you're gonna temper your expectations. I mean, Wilson's gonna have gonna score his points. Wilson's at that point now where you have to stop thinking that he's gonna like have these phantom down weeks. Yeah, well, well, the the freaking defensive coordinator for the team that they played last week was like, oh yeah, I guess we weren't we we didn't really prepare for Wilson. We didn't think he was going to go off like that or something like that. It was like, how how do you coach in this league for the past five years and still say that? Oh, we're we're a terrible Atlanta defense, and we didn't think one of the best quarterbacks in the league was going to go off for what he yeah. normally does. Yeah, good, thanks, thanks, idiot, fucking dumb. Yeah, uh, I I, I, I will say. Um, as I said last week, don't trust the Greg Olson touchdown. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's not gonna. It's not just 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 wipe it from your memory. Greg Olson is not a rosterable tight end right now in fantasy. Just... Although you're the tight end, I know you're the tight end. Yeah, I mean, and did we not say he was going to get a touchdown this game? I did say that. Yes, we. That was that was said last week. But I said don't trust it. Like allow it to happen, but don't <laughs> trust it. You know, uh, uh, I can't. People I, want to trust it so badly. Of course they do, because it's the year of the tight end. But it's not. It's it's not. I can't trust it. Um, but yeah, no, it should be a great game. And uh, like I said, core four on Seattle, one player on the Patriots. That's pretty much it, right? Tower looking. Uh, yeah, yeah, I really, yeah, I think Cam's the only one on the Patriots. I think Seattle wins this game though. It's gonna be it's gonna be a close game because uh, Belichick just doesn't get blown out. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna slow that shit way down. I can see like a 20, like, 20 to seventeen game. Meh, eh, yeah, eh. I mean I can see around there. It's dumb, just like how that's fair enough. How Bill Belichick just like tailors his coaching plan to ha- what his players are, and Adam Gase just is like, no, we're just gonna run my system no matter what, no matter. <laughs> What players you have? Yeah, I mean that's the stupidest way to coach. That's what we call good coaches versus bad coaches, John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just depressed about the Jets this week, if you can't tell. Oh, this week. Uh, well, yeah, okay, yeah, more than this week, but especially this week because I'm a, I'm already on the fire gaze train. So it's, of course you it are. It started earlier than than most years. All right, Anthony, are you ready? Because you know what segment. I mean, I have I have my finger on the button, but I don't think it's gonna work. So. Oh boy. All right. Well, let's see if it works. It's time for Boys of the Week. That sounds. Just playing that through your speakers. You're not playing it like you don't you don't have it plugged in or anything. No, I just play it through my my phone speakers. Yeah, I feel like it's not coming hard enough. We need that boys drop. To be hard. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm it sorry. needs to blow out my ears. Uh, all right, so uh, Brian won last week because he picked Sammy Watkins. So, Brian, you got first pick. First pick. Ooh. Who am I going to go with? I, I, well, then first pick has to be strategic of people I think that you're going to pick. Okay, uh, this of is my shootout of the week. The Panthers <laughs> had a pretty Panthers had a pretty pitiful defense, and uh, – Tom Brady loves his tight ends. He seemed to uh, have a little bit of a connection with O.J. Howard. I have a feeling that Gronk is kind of like mentoring him. 
I mean, nobody's reported this, but this is just my <laughs> hot take. I'm going hot OJ take. Howard. Uh, I'm saying two touchdowns, forty yards. Wow, that's a that's a Owen Wilson wow level. Oh wow, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, so two touchdowns, one unverified source, and <laughs> oh man, oh no, it's, it's all it all checks out. And a couple and a couple of them will still last for that. Um, all right, I will go. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with the with the theme of picking from. Eh, do I want to go for that game? Yeah, I guess I will go for that game. I'm going. I'm going Ronald Jones, fifty two hundred. Uh, Carolina's defense is going to be the the type of defense that you're just going to want to pick on all season in your in your daily leagues. And if any of your guys are going up against them, they're pretty much going to be automatic starts. So I'm going Ronald Jones. He's going to have one catching touchdown and one rushing touchdown. That's so funny. I'm going to stick in this game as well. Oh boy! And I'm going Scotty okay. Miller, baby. Uh, Scotty Miller mainly because we. We, he, there was a connection last week with him and Brady. And maybe Godwin, you know, concussion protocol. Mike Evans not going to get open because he maybe is still a little hampered and hurt, whatever. Um, but we know Brady likes his, his little white over-the-middle wide receivers. And they had chemistry in training camp. So he had six targets in week one. I see that boosting to about eight or nine targets. And I'm going to say he's going to go seven for 90 gonna get his first touchdown i hate that you said him because i the only thing they would talk about that entire game was scotty miller if i if i had to hear who was on that was that it was troy aikman and joe buck if i had if i had to hear aikman say scotty Scotty miller connection one more time the the fucking guy was a broken record about scotty miller it was it was Making my ears bleed. As much, listen, listen. The announcers didn't have any preseason either. So. Look, as as much as I, I like that, I hate on Joe Buck a lot. Troy Aikman is possibly the most knowledgeable. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, he has knowledge, obviously, but he, he's like the most droll, unenthusiastic, fucking announcer of all time. How he is on prime time baffles the shit out of me. I want to fall well, asleep. Not really till like eight o'clock. Or, so. or he's on nationally televised games. I should say. Sorry, he is the absolute worst. He takes all the energy and he fucking sucks it out of the room because he just he, he's he's awful. I just can't listen to him. He's he's really bad. So I'm sorry. Aikman is the worst. Uh, Joe Buck is a close second in my opinion. But that I, I that's just me. I don't hate Joe Buck. I do not like Aikman. I, yeah, I swung, I swung up the other way on Joe Buck a little bit as I've matured. Uh, all right, Brent, you're a second boy. All right, my second boy. I'm going to pick on uh, the Jets a little. So uh, Debo Samuel is still going to be out. Brandon Ayuk is a speedster who is still coming off a hamstring injury. I know Kendrick Bourne did not have a good first game, but with Ayuk coming off of the hamstring, Debo being out, George Kittle being banged up, and everybody just, you know, being a little banged up. I'm, I'm saying Kendrick Bourne uh, bounces back a little. I wouldn't want him to be on my fantasy team for much longer, but this week only, uh, seven catches, 87 yards. 
You lost an opportunity to say you was born to be alive, man. That was that was solid. Could just right in there. He's gonna he's gonna show his real born identity <laughs> here, and uh, there, there you go. Yeah, something we need something with the born. Jesus. Well, yeah, um, yeah. I guess I mean I lost the born ultimatum because he was my next boy. I was gonna pick. Um, let's go. Brian's a boy. And... Born supremacy. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's go. Uh, Antonio Gibson going up against that the the porous rush defense of the Arizona Cardinals, forty three hundred. Um, he's going off on draft DraftKings. Um, all last year, you just wanted to play any running back that was going up against the Arizona Cardinals, and um, obviously, you know, San Francisco has one of the best rushing attacks in the league. But that trend has continued so far. So I'm just going to bank on it to continue one more year, uh, one more week at least. And uh, in PPR, he also likes to catch the ball. So he's going to get a few <laughs> a few catch passes, uh, pass catches. There we go. He loves to catch. He's, PPR likes to catch the ball. Let's catch some pass catches. Yeah, <laughs> some so, catch. uh, he's going to get like four catches for uh, like 48 yards. And he's probably only going to get like nine rushes. But he'll, he'll get like, an average of five yards per carry on this. No, you don't seem too uh, too excited about that. Um, well, I mean, like he's still splitting carries, <laughs> so like I'm not going to go like over the top, but like he's like I'm not as troll as troll eight troll eight can be talking about him, you know. Well, I'm going to go Stallone and I'm going to go over the top, and uh, oh I'm going to take a guy who's coming in now and constantly talked about as being a receiver who could take the next step on this team. Never does, and I don't think he ever really really will. But uh, Michael Thomas is going to be out this week. So, I'm gonna go. Tra- I'm gonna go. Traquan Smith. Um, Holy shit, that's a throwback. We haven't he, talked about him. He had. He's. He obviously is gonna have way more opportunity with Thomas out this week. He's going up against the Raiders team that uh, allowed Robbie Anderson to go for 115 and a touchdown. Uh, really nice catch and run on that one play. But uh, yeah, look, if there's ever a game where Traquan Smith is gonna do it, it's gonna be versus the Raiders. And it's going to be while Michael Thomas is sidelined. So he's got to step I have, I have him in notes as uh, don't possible trust. boy, but not really, because Anthony will choose him as a boy. And <laughs> Drew Brees doesn't have a strong enough arm to get it. To there you go. Him. Perfect. I did it as a joke because I was, I was almost certain that you would pick him as a boy <laughs> uh, because of the points. injuries. And I want to make fun of you for Well, there you go. But he's still all, going. All He's still going five for ninety and a touchdown. So get him while you can get him, because yeah. I guarantee you as dra- long as it's a five-yard touchdown. I guarantee you his DraftKings uh, his value is going to be very very low low number. So it's good to throw him into that lineup, as John likes to always talk about those DraftKings numbers. Uh, I'm just surprised it took us till week two to mention Trey Smith because it seemed like there was a time where we would mention him almost every week. At some point, you just have to give up. But uh, with Michael Thomas going down for the week, uh, this is time to shine. Yeah, he's brought back to life. So for one week at least. Okay. All right, uh, Brian, your last boy. Okay, so I was gonna get real salacious here and uh, pick a defense, but I'm not gonna do it because it's gonna gum up the boys too much. I want to go Rams defense because they're probably not on a fantasy team right now, and I think uh, Aaron Donald's just gonna blow up. Uh, Carson Wentz's life this weekend, but just we're not like black, blackmail him, like uh, you know, that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff. Okay, 
I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah. He's <laughs> gonna he's gonna really get at all of, all of the <laughs> the outside football personal stuff. Uh, no, so I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna make it a little easier on John, so he's not questioning what counts as a point, what doesn't. And I'm gonna go J.K. Dobbins. We talked about the bowling ball, which I'm gonna start calling him. Plenty of this podcast. There's not much I need to say. I think he repeats his performance and does a little 20 yards, two touchdown type thing. Nothing special, but he punches it in a couple times. There you go. Okay. Uh, I also like the the official nickname of bowling ball for him. Um, my last boy will be from the uh, just high high octane potent uh, offense of the Atlanta Falcons. Russell Russell Gage. He's the third option in that offense. But they throw so much that he's going to get, like, eight targets almost every game. And he's going to get, like, a solid uh, – uh, I don't want to do an Anthony, like, 90-yard game. I want to do maybe, like, a more of, like, a six for, like, 80 game. Look, I was – Gage was on my on my radar to pick, mainly because, like you said, he's going to see targets because he's just going to fucking fling the ball. Oh, and he's at, at Dallas, 4800. There you go. Yeah, I I like that pick a lot. Um, another good daily fantasy play this week. If I, I've, I've, I've heard it's a shootout of the week. All right, so I have my choice between two boys. Um, okay. One is a boy whom I'm afraid to say because we've always hated this boy. And hey, you're going Melvin Gordon. I'm walking out right now. First off. I would never, never <laughs> okay, all right, not that much okay. say that. But we've hated this boy, and I don't think I'm going to go with him mainly because of that. But that means I'm going to have to stick with the game I've already talked about for another boy in this game. Okay. And that boy, cause, because now, at least on ESPN, I don't know where else, he is listed as a tight end. You could play him in your tight end spot. And that's Taysom Hill. Um, last week... <sighs> He got one reception. He had for third, like 12, 13 yards. He had three carries for 13 yards. And he completed uh-huh. one pass to Alvin Kamara for 38 yards. Um, with, that's like eight points. So with Thomas, with, with, but with Michael Thomas out, I feel like Sean Payton is going to go to that giant menu he has that he uses as, a, as, a, as his plays. And uh-huh. he's going he's gonna to dig deep and he's going to find more, more ways to get Taysom Hill on the field this week. And I guarantee you he's going to at least get a touchdown. So I'm going to say he's going to get 20 yards receiving, okay. 20 yards rushing, and he's going to throw for a touchdown. Or he's going to get at least one touchdown. I don't, know whether, I don't know whether it's rushing, receiving, or throwing, but he's going to get himself a touchdown. So he's going he's gonna to walk away with about 12 to 15 points in PPR. Okay. I, I mean, um, someone's going to— Two Saints, big surprise. Shut up. I mean, someone's, someone's going to have to be able to throw the ball down the field to Trey Quan Smith, so look, going to have to get Taysom Hill on yo, the field more. If Taysom Hill throws a touchdown to Trey Quan Smith, I'm I'm just going to virtually punch both of you. Just I don't know how that works, but it's going to – I I will give you the boys of the week if that happens. I mean – Well, have you to, have to. You don't have to give it to me. I just take it. I just take it. So, by the way, my other boy that I was going to – I was going to uh, – I, I just couldn't do it to myself because I don't ever want him to be my boy. It was Corey Davis. Yeah, exactly. So I, had, I, I can't I can't stand by that. So I that's why I, I, can't, I, I can't abide by that. That's why I had to delete him. I had to delete him. I couldn't do it as a boy. That's why I went two Saints. I just I had him there, and I'm like, can't it can't be a boy? It was uh, it was against our 
our code for him to ever be a boy. So even the boy if, code. Can't go against the boy code. We have boys and there is a code. <laughs> anyway. Alright. Well I think we I think we made this long enough. Um uh, I would like to say that I will be coming also uh, bringing out another episode of Short Yardage for uh, for betting uh, on Friday. So listen for that. Um, we can be found at fantasy underscore lens on Twitter, where answering all your fantasy football questions that you have. Um, we are on uh, iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Spotify. Pretty much anywhere you could find get a podcast, you'll find Fantasy Lens. So with that, we are Fantasy Lens, and we'll see you next week.